the voice of reason, the voice of alarm, the voice of stats, the voice of scouts, the voice of Kool-Aid, the voice of dismay, the voice of Davo. What a great night for the Kansas City Royals. As we said it yesterday, the Royals needed to get it back together and in a hurry. And did they do that or what? Welcome in. It's Davo with your dish on Clubhouse Conversation. Game one of the Dodgers series. Game one of six against L.A. And a beautifully played 5-3 to three Royals victory. And we start right away with the obvious storyline, which is Jeremy Guthrie outpitching Zach Grinke in his third outing back at Kauffman Stadium. And in a big way, too, for Jeremy Guthrie. Seven and two-thirds from Jay Guts. Two runs on seven hits, five strikeouts, no walks. That means he allowed in this game less than a base runner per inning. His whip was under one, seven and two-thirds, seven hits, two runs, no walks, five strikeouts for Jeremy Guthrie. As he continued to up his strikeout performance, as he has in recent games, what back-to-back where he was one away from his career high. He had nine strikeouts his last two, and then, Five tonight. It's nice that he can now get outs without playing Jedi mind tricks with the opposition. So Jeremy Guthrie now sitting with a three seven five ERA. He's five and six. Easily could be pushing nine or ten wins. Have the Royals scored him some runs in the month of May? So Jeremy Guthrie, what can you say about him? Just fantastic. And it, it seemed like the Dodgers fed right into what he was doing. It was like him and Salvi knew what the game plan was going to be for the Dodgers. They came out kind of mauling him. Swinging early, first pitch, second pitch, and Guthrie just made high-quality pitches. The first couple of you know pitches of each at bat in those first four or five innings, because the Dodgers were up there hacking. So Guthrie said, "I'm not going to just throw get me over fastballs, get me over curves. I'm going to make good pitches. I'll throw strikes, but I'm going to keep them on the corners. I'm going to keep them up and down. I'm going to work the eye level, move it in and out." Guthrie was awesome. Got this game well into the eighth. Thought he had a decent chance at finishing it there for his second career major league shutout, but wasn't meant to be. And let's let's go to the other side of the token, though. Zach Grinky enduring his worst start of the year. The Royals deserve a clap of the hands for their performance tonight against Zach Grinky. Offensively, this might have been the most impressed I was with the Royals offense all year. Zach Grinke, the worst start of the year. Five and two-thirds was all he was able to muster. Five runs on 11 hits. Only four strikeouts, zero walks. The Royals got him to 100 pitches in less than six innings. Five runs in less than six innings. 11 hits. Only struck out four times. And there was really only about two softly hit balls. The majority of those were pretty authentic hits there weren't too many bleeders or bloops or infield singles no infield singles so the Royals really had a legit night against Zach Grinke just great at bats against him we, we keep talking about it ever since Dale Swaim took over he says the word elevation all the time wait for a pitch up well I didn't think the Royals had a bad approach the last few games outside of yesterday I wasn't real thrilled with their offensive effort yesterday against LES, but Chris Young, I thought their approach was okay, and then they just got shut down by two really good pitchers. Well, one of them shut them down, at least, Anibal Sanchez. Of course, they got to Iwakuma pretty good, but, you know, I didn't think the Royals had bad approaches except for the game maybe yesterday, but tonight they really rebounded. I mean, just absolutely looked great out there. And the 8-9-1 hitters really set the table and got the job done on this one, didn't they? Alcides Escobar, two for three, scoring two runs, knocking in a run. 
Then you go to Gerard Dyson having a career-type night in the nine-hole. Three for three for Gerard Dyson. He knocked in two runs. He scored a run. He ripped off two bases. Gerard Dyson, to me, is the player of the game, obviously, outside of Jeremy Guthrie. Co-players of the game, if you will, between those two, because Dyson also had a fantastic catch. He flashed some leather there on a drive to straightaway center, hammered by Yasiel Puig. Of course, Lorenzo Kane would also make a nice, not great, but a nice grab and another missile hit off the bat of Puig to end an inning. So Puig was, you know, that's the one hitter Guthrie got lucky against. That's the only guy that scored him up the whole night consistently. So back to Guthrie, just awesome. Back to the defense, awesome. Low Kane out of the leadoff spot. I like him there right now. Two for four with an RBI. And then you just mix in a couple of hits from Salvador Perez, including two runs and an RBI on that solo shot to get the offense rolling in this game was a wrap with the Royals defense getting involved. Wade Davis continuing the recent trend of KC relievers making it one pitch outings. What is that? Three in the last week and something like that's got to be five this year, doesn't it? One pitch, one out with guys on base. Great trend to have. Greg Holland again left a slider down and end against a left-handed hitter, this time against Adrian Gonzalez, just as he had in the Mariner series against Brad Miller. Gave up another home run, but luckily he had some room tonight. He's, you know, it's good that hopefully he's going through a little slump right now because he's going to have a little slump at some point. You know, there was one game he kind of blew, although that was more on James Shields. But you know, tonight he had some run to work, you know, some room to work with. Gave up that run. The Royals still had a comfortable five to three win. That was a meaningless home run. And one other thing, I mean, the Royals now moved to forty and thirty-six. A great chance to win two out of three in the series. We'll talk about that here in a second. I, I wanted to talk one other thing about tonight's game was the lineup changes that Ned Yost made. I like it. I do. I still wish Eric Hosmer and Alex Gordon could be flipped, although I don't want Gordon hitting in the two-hole, to be honest with you. I'd rather have him in the three-hole. So I don't know. I, I do like Eric Hosmer better than the two-hole than I do the three-hole, if that makes any sense. It doesn't really matter, I guess, in a lot of ways. Just as it probably doesn't matter at the end of the day where Gordon and Hosmer hit as long as they're both in the upper third to half of the lineup. But other than that, though, I no complaints. I, I like Dyson hitting ninth. I like the speed you have, 8-9-1 there. I like Omar Infante in not really a run production role, but just one of those middle-of-the-spot order, you know, spots where there's guys on base. You're not, you're not expecting him to hit home runs and drive in a whole bunch of runs. But if you look at his RBIs and obviously his wrist hitting has been really good this year. So I like the lineup, and like I said, the odds – are with the Royals about having a pretty good chance at winning two out of three now in this series, as they are in any series when you win the first game, of course. But tomorrow, two-time Cy Young winner Clayton Kershaw toes the rubber for the Dodgers, coming off of a no-hitter. He goes against young Casey lefty Danny Duffy. Intriguing matchup. The pitcher of today in Clayton Kershaw and the near pitcher of today, but more the pitcher of tomorrow and Danny Duffy as far as left-handers go. Two of the young premier lefties, if you still want to call Kershaw young. I guess he's in his peak years, but Duffy definitely, of course, young. Two of the better left-handed starting pitchers in baseball. I would I would venture to say probably two of the top ten. Obviously, Kershaw's number one. Duffy's got to be near the ten spot with the way he's pitching this year. So it should be a very, very impressive game, a very fun game to watch tomorrow. At the K, hope you can make it out there. I don't love the Royals' chances. I suppose, you know, you hate taking Gerard Dyson's bat out of the lineup tomorrow, but I guess you probably got to have Maxwell in there hoping he can run into one against Kershaw because, quite frankly, it's going to be tough to muster two and three hits together in an inning. You know, it's going to take extra base hits tomorrow and moving runners in order to beat Kershaw with Duffy, of course, throwing a gym, which he could. I'm not saying the Royals can't win tomorrow, but, of course, there's probably about a 65% chance 
that the Dodgers do take game two. It should be a good game tomorrow with Valencia in there, with uh, Maxwell in there. We'll see what Ned Yost does with the lineup tomorrow. It'll be interesting to find out. And then I like our odds a lot on Wednesday. You have James Shields going up against Dan Heron. We'll talk more about this matchup tomorrow. I have quite a bit of thoughts on it. But, I mean, Heron's good, but he's not feared these days. Upper three ERA pitching in the National League is not that impressive. The way he's pitching, if you put him in the AL, he's probably the Royals' worst starter, although that's not saying much because the Royals have a damn good rotation. So that's no knock on Heron. Heron's a good pitcher, but, you know, and James Shields, as we've been talking about, we're going to find out here pretty quick. Either it's a complete abomination, because, I mean, we talked all the time about his dead arm period where he has three or four kind of rough starts this time of year throughout his career, but it's become more than just a little small streak it's become a trend it's been almost two months now so shields in to get things going i really think he will against the dodgers in this game game three against dan heron so i love the royals chances on wednesday so to me tomorrow is kind of just a, an added bonus game i'm of course i want the game tomorrow i'm not counting my chickens before they hatch i know that wednesday is not a conclusion that we're going to win there's no guarantees but i do like where we're at sitting on uh wednesday and let's hope the royals can Pull some magic out. Maybe they can use some of those Jedi mind tricks. Guthrie didn't use any tonight. He just had legit stuff tonight again, as he has, I guess, mostly since he came over to the Royals, but especially lately, not, you know, leaning on his defense quite as much, not leaning on what some would call luck quite as much. He's striking out guys, making his own luck, missing bats, which, of course, in turn allows you to overcome any base runners on base a lot easier and, and then just limits the amount of guys on base. If you're not letting balls get hit and play, you're not allowing guys on base. So. Let's hope the Royals can save some of their Jedi mind tricks for tomorrow offensively against Clayton Kershaw. We'll have it for you here on Clubhouse Conversation. Enjoy this one. To me, it was just, yeah, in, in you know summary here, one of the top three for sure favorite games this year out of the Royals. Probably my favorite game because, you know what, this is a game the Royals had to have. We talked about it, the negativity in this town. You lost four in a row. I was really only concerned about the sweep against Seattle. Like I said, we took three out of four against Detroit, so I wasn't worried about that last game in Detroit, that first loss of the streak. But you obviously can't come home and get swept against Seattle with Grinky, Kershaw, and Heron coming up. But the Royals are one-third of the way through that. They got Zach Grinky, gave him his worst outing of the year. Saw Jeremy Guthrie step up and be nails. Great defense. The bullpen got the job done. Just a nice win. The magnitude of this win is one of the better, you know, the bigger ones of the year, I think. Obviously, the Detroit series overall was bigger than this. And going in there, the first couple and knocking off Verlander and Scherzer might be more impressive wins than this. But this is a game that showed me a lot for the Royals. Ten-game winning streak, you lose four. Some people are kind of falling off the wagon. The negativity is not far away. The vultures are always close by with this ball club, which you can't totally blame the fan base for that. So I thought the magnitude and, and just the fact the Royals got this kind of game against a pitcher like Grinky, coming off of a mild losing streak, was a big thing for this club. We'll see them hopefully split the next two, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow night here on Clubhouse Conversation. Have a good night. Go Royals!